This is Ryan Cruz from CultureCast Radio, and you're listening to the 4D Podcast Network. Ryan M. Brewer. Michael fucking Malone. <laughs> What's up, bud? Nothing, man. How are you? Uh, I'm good. We've been considering a freezer situation uh, because my parents have a have a, uh, a, a <laughs> they got a pig guy. They got a pig guy. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard the statement. In, my parents have a pig guy before. Did did do do LA people have pig guys, Malone? No. No. So they, I, if if you're not familiar with the phrase, uh, that might be because I just made it up just now. But he's a uh, he's a guy who raises pigs, and he will like sell them to you by the increments, right? So you can get like a quarter of a hog, and uh, it's nice to have a freezer. And then you just you know how like expen like meat's always the most expensive yeah. thing when you go grocery shopping. Like if you could just slap down a few hundred bucks and then all your meat purchases were done for like a year and a half. I think that's the thing. I think you know? kind of like your drive-by locksmith. I think you can get a meat guy. <laughs> Isn't that what the Swanson guy does? Yeah, but who knows where that shit's coming from, man? Swanson. Is he a good guy? <laughs> Swanson Farms. Is he a good pig guy to have? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he's got good pigs. Who knows what he's doing with the pigs? You know what I mean? You know what? Let me ask my pig guy if Swanson can be trusted. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course your pig guys are going to say no. He doesn't want to lose <laughs> his pig organic. guy status. <laughs> all right. Let's start this thing. Be mad at me. <laughs> all right. So here's the deal. Um. Everybody knew Justice League was going to suck when it came out. For lots of reasons. Number one, all the rest of them had sucked up to that point. Right. Right. Number two, uh, there was a big hullabaloo and Zack Snyder was removed. Right. He was he like halfway through the creation of the movie. He was removed. Can I, and can I pause him right somebody here else. and just ask, do we like Zack Snyder or do we not like who is the jury's out? Okay. But but what I was going to say, you have to let me finish. It's a setup, okay? okay. <laughs> but it makes sense, all right? So halfway through, he's removed, right? And needless to say, he's not happy about it. He's not like, I understand, we've mutually parted ways here. I'm passing the keys uh, to the castle to this man whom I trust and think will do a great job. It was like contentious, right? So this other guy takes over, and he finished it. And it starts to leak out that like, oh man, he was it was it was the most incredible movie of all time. And then this other guy got involved and fucked everything up. And so he like changed this and he changed that and he he edited this out and he took out all the scenes that contextualized and all. So these little th rumors start to happen, right? So everybody's like, well, man, it sure would be cool to see like Snyder's finished version of this movie now that we know it unequivocally sucked, right? So you're like. The one chance that Justice League has at being any good is if we get to see this fabled Snyder cut, right? 
So all these whispers started happening all over the internet about there, there, there is a Snyder Cut. It's not just a fantasy. that It exists. We know about the Snyder Cut. It's a thing. Right. right? So, so finally, Jason Momoa is doing an interview and he's like, oh, yeah, the Snyder, the Snyder Cut exists. And it's, it's, it's fucking epic, bro. Or whatever the fuck Jason Momoa said. <laughs> so then people are like, they were like, holy shit, it's been confirmed. That the Snyder Cut exists. How do we go about seeing it? So then HBO Max comes out and they're like, you know what, motherfuckers? We're dropping the money. So they put down money for Snyder to go back in and finish his version. So with his soundtrack, his CGI, his uh, cuts and all that, the way he originally envisioned it. And it's supposed to come out in like January. And you motherfucker, you waited until the middle of November and watched the old one. (laughs) You were 40 days away from the chance that the movie didn't suck. And you were like, nope, not waiting. I'm watching the one I know sucks right now. (laughs) Okay. We all knew it was going to suck and it sucked. So you can't. You could have waited forty days, Malone. Let me let me say this. Let, I'm talking like Trump. Let me let me say this. Let me, let me say this. Um, I okay. I was sick over the weekend. <laughs> I had a head cold. All right. All right. Which, Did that by affect the way, your decision making? Right. Yeah. Which, by the way, like, there's nothing worse. Well, there's obviously something worse. But like, <laughs> what sucks is getting a cold or a flu in these times. Yeah, dude. I live in the Midwest and have seasonal allergies, man. Oh, You're bro, just was, like. For like three days, I was like, ah, well, maybe it's a cold. Maybe I'm maybe dying. I might, maybe I, I should make out my dead. will while I still have my. Right. How do I write a will? Do I have a will guy? Right. Is, there, is there a will guy? Can <laughs> I fiver a will? There's a will. There's a way. So. <laughs> which uh, so I, I, which I, I was I think looking is for the something fiver, to, to watch to fall asleep to. And I thought, you know what? I'm 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 cruising through HBO, and I'm like, oh, Justice League. This has got to suck dicks. This will put me to sleep right away. Let me turn that on. And then I started like live tweeting about it because it was so fucking bad right from the jump. Yep. And then somebody hit me up and was like, "Hey, there's a Snyder edition coming out. Like, <laughs> what are you doing?" And I tweeted back at them, like, because I've heard that terminology before. Like, yeah. there's a Snyder cut of this yeah, or that. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it sneaks about the internet. You're, yeah, you're bound to so run into it. Yeah. I had asked, I was like, all right, well, w- what does that mean? <laughs> when will that be available? And I Googled, and it said it wouldn't be here till September of 2021. Oh, I thought it was January. No, it was supposed to come out in September. And so I was like, well, are you sure? I, yeah, I that's what I kept coming up in my feed. So I was like, well, you know what? I'm just going to watch this shitty version now and rip it apart on Twitter. Also, I like knowing I like seeing the shitty version now and that way I can really appreciate this elusive well, Snyder hopefully, cut. Hopefully, it maybe it's also going to suck and then you had to watch two shitty movies. Let me tell you something. There's no I, I can tell you that uh, fucking Scorsese could come out with a cut of this film. <laughs> And it's gonna suck dicks. Also, I started saying suck socks. My suck auto socks. <laughs> My autocorrect changed suck dicks to suck socks. And Dude. I kinda love it. 
That's fucking gross. Somebody tweeted the other day that like take a hike is the perfect non-offensive yet completely fucking dismissive like thing you can say to someone. And I like uh, kick so rocks. You should, you'd be like, hey, man, take take a hike. Yeah, si- similar deal. But I think suck socks. That's what that's disgusting. It's that a little is, hard to say. But once you is, get used to it, super That fun. is removing that's removing someone's humanity entirely. If you request that they suck some socks. Yeah. Yeah, because I think even now, especially now in this PC world that we live in, you tell somebody to suck dicks, and you're like, "Oh man, is that homophobic? Like, is that like is that right. saying that it's not okay to suck dicks?" Because, hey yeah. man, if you want to suck dicks, do that. I don't want it to seem like a punishment. So I think suck socks uh, works uh, as a replacement for uh, hey, suck my dick. I think suck. See that? Yeah, that's a. There's a lot of confusion there about that phrase, and because suck. Suck a dick. <laughs> right. That sucked dick. That, that is making the assumption that the person you're talking to also does not want to suck a dick. Right. And that's right? the thing. Yeah. Because you, don't, wanna be you don't want to suck a dick. You're like, I don't want to suck. And I don't think it's homophobic to not want to suck a dick. But when you assume that the person you're talking to also right. doesn't want to suck a dick. And therefore, if you say suck a dick to them, they're going to be like, oh. How dare you make me do a thing I don't want to do, right? <laughs> uh, so there's that. But then if you say that a thing sucks dicks, I, I don't get that phrase even. Yeah. The, the whole, the whole yeah, that sucks thing really kind of. But again, it it's meant to be in a negative context. Like uh, remember in the 90s when things were allowed to be gay? You could just be like, right. oh, that movie's yeah, yeah. gay. Who's gay? Or, yeah, you know, sure. whatever. And, and now you say that. Did you, oh, did, you in high, did, did you in high school go through, not you in high school, but I mean, did you know of other people in high school? Because certainly we didn't say any of these things. I've always known they were not okay, Malone. <laughs> Never once did I say any of these problematic <laughs> phrases. Uh, did, but through, through high school, did you go through like Jewish? That Was that a thing? Yeah. 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 I think it's like it was South Park, I think, heavily influenced. But I, yeah, South was Park a one, was a heavy influence on that. And there I, was you know what's interesting? One I was kid in high about, school who was always like, yeah, it's fucking Jewish. And I'd always be like, Jesus, man. Like, fuck. Yeah. Because there, was, there, there yeah. was very, we didn't, I don't think there was one Jewish person in my entire. We had, we had one. Yeah. No, I don't think there was one from freshman to senior, four grades. I don't think one Jewish kid. Yeah. We, we had, had, we had uh, my we had my Jewish high kid. school was on farmland. Number one, that's how fucking. Did you out have there. any people of color? We had. I was getting to that. So, <laughs> out of you know, uh, out of the four grades, freshman through senior, we had one kid who was gay and black, and he was two grades below me. <laughs> so that was the level mar- of diversity. He marked in my off a lot of diversity diversity boxes. He was a multi checker. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but well, like, I think we, but we you know, you and I have had... talked about this before, this idea of, you know, when we talk about, um, uh, you know, we were talking about this during the election, of course, was, uh, was this idea of good versus evil. Like, are people inherently yeah. good or are, are mm-hmm. people inherently bad? And just because they're supporting a certain candidate doesn't make them either or box, you know what I mean? Right. And I'd like mm-hmm. to think that people are inherently good, they're just underexposed. And so when it comes to the idea of like, 
you know, you, you think these rural votes are, are coming because they hate trans people or they hate gay people or they hate black people. Like, no, they just don't know anybody who is trans. So what the fuck would they, why are they, you know, they're not going to go research that on their own and they're not going to look into trans rights or, or any of that stuff because they're like, well, what the, f- I've never, that doesn't even exist in my world. And so I don't right. think a lot of people are hateful or bad. I think they're unexposed to a, yeah. a, a bigger reality of, you know, uh, uh, you know, police crime against black people because they don't. They might not have that many black people in their town that they can talk to and the people that they, you know, that maybe they not work with them or this or that. Same thing with trans and gays and this and that. They're like, I don't know anybody in that bubble. So I'm assuming that my life is awesome and great and what Trump or the government or whoever is doing doesn't affect me. It doesn't affect them either. Right. <laughs> like, right. why can't they just yeah. get their shit together? And you're like, right. Oh, yeah. you don't know anybody. Yeah, and it well, and it and it goes it goes beyond, it goes even beyond, um, you know, sexual identity and 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 gender and and race and those things too, and it it goes into, uh, it, uh, geographical location, right? Like there are people who have never gone thirty miles right outside of their own town, right? And there's nothing inherently wrong with that. There's nothing inherently wrong with being a person who's born in a place and you live in that place and you kind of like it. So you just stay there. Right. There's nothing right. inherently wrong. In it. But it, a side effect of that can be that you end up uh, having kind of a monochromatic worldview. Right. That you, you, right. you're like, well, this is how it is for everybody. Like I knew the one poor guy in town. And I know why he was poor. It was because he drank too much. Yeah. So poor people are irresponsible, right? Like when you can narrow it down to a, to a singular case in your scenario, like when in high school, there were what, like eight people of color in our whole high school that like, like maybe 12. Um, and, and Newcastle was kind of as far as small Midwestern towns go, it was not tiny. Uh, lots of car factories there and stuff. Yeah. And we only had like 12 people of color at all. So like if you happen to not like one of them, you're like cutting down your ability to have a friend of color, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> if, you, yeah. if your personality didn't mesh with one of them, they're like, God, Margaret, that's 10% of the, the colored pop, the uh, people of color population here at my, uh, here at my school. And I don't uh, – and now I don't – I have no insight into that. And when we were in high school, there was no internet really. Right, yeah, exactly. You know, like there yeah, wasn't a lot see, of like – You know, I was talking to my – I was talking to my girlfriend's dad about this. Uh, we we were talking about you know, the election and this and that. And, and I had said uh, – I said, you know, it's so interesting that we, we all have this magical window now. We have this magic window that allows us to see – Every type of person, mm-hmm. right? You have the internet in your hand, your phone, right? You have TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all of that stuff. Those images, those mm-hmm. videos are, are in your fucking hand. It's a magic window into people's lives. And I've seen just through, you know, I talk about TikTok a lot, but it's because it's so diverse. I've seen people with born with, you know, one finger on their, on their arm and this and that, or mm-hmm. you see somebody has the, 
the skin markings, the, the bleach spots that are mm-hmm. models. You'll see, you know, people that are, are you know, d- yeah. they're, they're dealing with weight issues or, or mm-hmm. deformities or this or that mixed in with everybody else. And it exposes you to be like, oh, wow, I've never seen somebody who looks like that. And they're living right. their life as normal as everybody else. And it right. allows you to to see that and normalize this and that mm-hmm. way you know when you're like oh wow this is a magic window into p-. and and that goes into poverty levels too and housing you get to see you in these people's homes right right yeah and this this mm-hmm. magic window uh, should teach us empathy it should but it doesn't it does i would i would argue that it does in in, in most cases it does the opposite it teaches us either jealousy or hate you know it 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 shows us that it, it instead of instead of uniting us in a way that we go, oh man, you know this person needs my help, or oh man, this situation needs my attention, or or whatever that is, that empathy that we should all be coming together on. Instead, it, I, I believe it's banning people together and uniting them in a way that that they can take their hate and and get up with other people that are hateful that that do believe those ideas you know um i, I think, think it does both I, I, yeah i was gonna say i think it does both i think I mean, it does both but you see like people giving away houses and giving right. away cars and stuff like it does it does have the capacity for good and it does do good things that you know I, obviously that's a cop out that like uh did you watch Star Trek The Next Generation? Did your mom no, watch that? No, I haven't shit? seen. I have not I've, your, I'm not a Star Trek is, guy. Is your mom how old how old was your mom compared to She was 66 you? when she like passed. Like when you were when you were born, how old was so that would 32. Okay, so you your mom would have been similar to my mom and my littlest sister. So there were 10 years between my mom and my or between me and my littlest sister. My mom was only 20 when she had me. Yeah. But she would have been 30 when she had my little sister. Right? So I always wonder if your grandma or if your mom is closer to my grandma in terms of like interaction. Like what kind of stuff was she into? Right. Yeah. Well, th- yeah, because definitely I had old old parents. Yeah. Yeah. Did they watch like Star Trek and like did they watch Nick at Night and stuff like that? Uh, no, you know what? Not that. Oh, they were stuck in the in the middle demographic where you know they watched The Voice and ah, uh, and you know. Uh, so they didn't have any. They didn't watch any of their like throwback stuff. Wayne did. They, Wayne w- watched. Uh, you know what he loved was uh, that Chuck Norris TV show that was on all the time. Walker Texas Ranger. Walker Texas Ranger was Wayne's uh, go to fucking show. Uh, the eyes of the Texans are upon you. <laughs> of course, Wayne was like 70-something. Yeah. So he was older even than your mom. Yeah. Okay. We would joke okay. around that he was the oldest person alive. <laughs> so. We were so mean to Wayne. like, But we were, you know, when you were like 15, right. 16, yeah. you meet somebody who's 60, you're like, oh, man, you're the oldest person I've ever Dude. met. Dude. <laughs> so... This has been such a wild experience. So, like, I the, – the town I live in now is the town that I was born and raised in until sixth grade and then I moved away. Yeah. So imagine if your understanding of a place froze in sixth grade. So you're what? Twelve. Uh, Ten? T- uh, Twelve? Yeah. So you're 12 years old. 
your understanding of that place freezes. You move away. You have like sparing contact with it until you're 35 and you move back. And like, like you said, everybody who was 40 through 60 were the same age to me when I was 12, right? You're like, you're, you're old. I have, I, I have no idea how old you are. You're old. So sometimes I'll bump into people and my wife will be like, that's whoever. And I'm like, oh my God, I thought they were like 75 when I was a kid. (laughs) They must've been like 40 at the age that they are now. And sometimes I'll be like, I'll see somebody, she'll be like, oh, that's Mrs. Whatever. And I'm like, Oh my God, I thought she was like 20 when I was, when I was a kid. Like I thought she was young and then she'll be all like, like my, at, you never realize how fucked up your sense of like age and stuff is, or like uh salary. Oh Like you yeah. think, like you think people are rich. What, what was a, uh, what was a hallmark of a rich person to you when you were in high school like, or when you were in, let's say elementary school? I think it like, all, what did like, you look at and you're like, oh, they're rich. I think it came down to cars. You Were you a car like kid? Did you like think cars were cool? No, I, w- I never got into them, but I think that was a, a big status symbol in my town. Like if, if, if their parents drove a Lexus or something, it was like, oh, they got fucking money, dog. Okay. So like, see, like I remember, I, so in elementary school, uh, I thought if you had a gorilla goal, you What's know a the gorilla like the, goal? the the brand gorilla basketball goal. Okay. Like the one that's like you, you go like this and it goes up or down like right. it's really nice like has actual glass backboard and like you can hang on the rim and it breaks away like an NBA goal. Yeah, yeah. One of those. I thought dude, I thought they're loaded if they have a gorilla goal. See, we, and it was like so I think you can buy them now for like 600 bucks or something. <laughs> <laughs> See, we uh I think kids thought that that uh my mom had a lot of money or that we had a lot of money because we had a pool, we had an above ground pool. Which as you above know now in your 30s, pool? you're like above ground pools ain't shit. Yeah. See, <laughs> I I would have thought anybody who had an in-ground pool was super rich. Right. Above so, ground pool, I thought like middle management yeah so we had a we had a lot of acreage we had two acres and my grandma lived next door and she had two acres and so we had these two giant fields uh were connected um and so i had a little uh i mean looking back now i regret all of this but i was fucking 12 11 almost 12 when we moved into this house yeah and then we spent, uh, well, the you know, I sold the house after my parents died. So they, you know, we lived there forever. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, when we moved in, there was uh, half of the field was taken up by a giant garden. And there was a, an old rusty uh, fucking basketball hoop that was like no good. The backboard was all fucked and like weather, yeah. you know, it's all beat up and shit. And there, somebody had planted uh, these grapevines all around it, like these eight rows of grapevines. You could just walk okay. through, and like it was beautiful. Was it? Was it your mom? Did your mom do that? No, no. So we 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 bought the house like this. It was like this. Yeah. And when we got in there, the first few years, we're doing all these changes here and there. And uh, my, you know, my mom was asking me, you know, like, "Hey, do we want to keep this garden?" I was like, "Man, fuck that garden." So <laughs> we. 
planted grass over the garden and tore it all Wait up. Wait a minute. How old were you and your mom asked you if you wanted to keep the garden? Like 13, 14. Did you fucking rule that roost? Of course I did. Like, we've already talked about how she spoiled the fuck out of you. But I was like, super, I was the most spoiled you could be at, uh, on, on a uh, middle, <laughs> in a middle class salary. Yeah. Uh, I was a I miracle all, baby. I had all of the luxuries that 35K a year could afford. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that included whole milk and two Ninja Turtle action figures. Um, no, I had every gaming system you could, you know, when it came out at all that stuff. My, my, I was an only child. I was, I was not only an only child, but I was, you know, my mother was told that she would never have kids. All right. And so when I came out, she was like, oh, my God. I can't. It's a miracle, baby. It's a miracle. And uh, somebody drew me a little dream. <laughs> somebody drew me a little dream. <laughs> and so I got, you know, whatever. I was very, very spoiled. And here's how. Okay. Faber loves this story. After my father died. <laughs> Hold on. Let me imagine which Faber I'm putting in this. <laughs> I have like ball cap Faber. I have like wearing a polo shirt because he had a spelling bee. Uh, I have I have lots of favors. Can I tell head. you about karate Faber? <laughs> oh, is Faber a karate guy? He used to be huge, like tournaments, the whole deal, like karate. Dude, I Faber. did it for a long, like until fifth grade, I think. I, oh, I didn't like. I wasn't a black belt or anything, but I did like fight in tournaments and shit. Yeah, he was all Faber the way up through that. high school and all that. So he had a gi. Oh yeah. Did he like to show you his katas? No, he liked to show me his abs, though. Fucking. Did he have abs? He had the. He had. He was the only one of us who had no. abs. I've. I've. Uh, I've been thinking of Faber all wrong in my head all the, all these years. I had no idea he was ab and high school guy. He was ab and high school guy, but also here's the thing. Man, who has uh, abs was, in high school? Karate guy. That's he was who. karate guy in high school, but he was also very funny. And so, which made him like very humble, you know what I mean? So he was the mm -hmm. guy who, like he took off his shirt and you're like, oh my god, that guy has abs. He wasn't like, let me yeah. show you my abs, guy. Yeah, he was like, he oh my god, that guy makes abs. me laugh. Oh fuck, he's got a six pack. <laughs> he he was the guy. He wrecked his car. He hit a deer. He in has high it school. all. And he he knows how to play guitar and he would sing all these funny songs. And so every day at lunch for like a month, he took around a <laughs> a giant coin jar. To all the tables, and he would play funny songs to help. Talking about hitting a car, hitting a deer with his car, <laughs> and he raised the money to fix his fucking car. Jesus Christ! <laughs> God, why haven't you done a pilot that's just Faber's life, bro? He's got four sisters, five, four sisters. It's it's Man. a whole thing. It's a whole. This guy was your. This guy was this. So, but he wasn't your best friend in high school. No, we were we were good friends. I think Wes Williams that was, was my, that was, was my big, best friend. That was Big Tone and other Big Tone. Yeah, Big Tone and other Big Tones. Were <laughs> <laughs> I was in the Big Tone phase in high school. We talked. About I, that. I was really into L O Cool J and Big Tones. <laughs> so, I uh, after my dad died when I was twelve, uh, my mom. Jesus, we fucking get it. Okay, you know what? <laughs> Talk about beating a dead horse. Uh, so <laughs> he's not a horse. My mom, 
my mom had money <laughs> she money come in from you know my dad dying yeah and uh did i tell you my dad from, died? from all his offshore accounts yeah <laughs> <laughs> No wonder you had an above ground pool. I heard his dad had offshore accounts. <laughs> My dad didn't even have onshore accounts. So, <laughs> so uh, I'm going to start referring to my bank account as my onshore account. My onshore account. Yeah. My dad didn't have an onshore account. He had a pill problem. So, uh, anyway, he cashed his checks at Walmart. <laughs> A guy named Big Tone cashed his check. <laughs> Big Tone. He says a guy with some cash and other baggies. You think that he worked at a laundry mat? My dad says he's <laughs> laundering stuff all the time. He's just anyways. In the Walmart parking lot. He's doing, <laughs> you doing a small Big, t- Big Tone does a private check cashing over. <laughs> yeah, you gotta go to a super Walmart for that. That's not just, just a regular You just gotta sign your check over to Big Tone's name and he'll give you the cash. <laughs> he'll give you yeah. You got to go to the cash and get the fuck out of here. He takes out a hundred bucks flat rate. Other places, they charge you a percentage. Hundred me, hundred bucks flat rate. <laughs> Honest to God, hundred bucks. Big Tone offers flat rates. <laughs> if you if your check is for two hundred dollars, hundred dollars. If your check is for two thousand dollars, hundred dollars. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> you you may think it's a large percentage of your paycheck now, but wait till you get that big promotion. Wait till you get that big promotion. Hundred dollars is not going to seem like shit. Then you're going to love working with Big Tom. <laughs> so maybe you got to improve yourself before you're ready for Big Tom. Well, before you come attacking Big Tom and the way he does business, why don't you take a look in the mirror, ask yourself what you're doing wrong? Okay, ask yourself what kind of father is worried about a hundred dollar check. Cash, chicken feed. Cash, when check, you got fucking kids to feed, what's a hundred dollars? Fucking mouths to feed. Hundred bucks. Hundred bucks is nothing. What's some extra Dunkaroos for the kid? The kid's fat as fuck. Fuck him. Take take fuck your hundred dollars. Fat son. Take. You know what? You go home. You know, just speaking. You know, just you know, off the record here. I think a hundred dollars to ke- is a, for a get out of jail free card. Not bad. Not bad. I'm saying. Just saying. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> Would you rather pay hundred dollars or we had to go to prison? What do you want? Is it good? No, but it's not bad. <laughs> but it's not bad. <laughs> that's the that's the slogan on all the commercials. Is it good? Is it fair? No, no, but it's not but bad. It's not bad. <laughs> Come on down to the Walmart parking lot. Big tones check cashing. Big big tones check cashing. And bodyguard services. <laughs> so we emptied out my father's onshore accounts. <laughs> and uh, my and mother asked that, me, I, w- I was 12, and she yeah. said, uh, she said, do you want to take this money and save it and put it towards college? Or, or do you want to get a pool? <laughs> and you were like, I'm going straight to the pros, Mom. I don't know if you know. <laughs> Fuck college. I need a tan. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like, need to I'm... get a tan this summer because Faber's showing up with fucking abs. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little fat kid who picked a pool. Of course uh, you did. And let me tell you something. I think I learned more in that pool than I ever would have in college. Did you? Man, you? I had some I had some good yeah. times in that pool. Yeah. 
Yeah. Learn a thing or two about camaraderie, about young love, (laughs) about heartbreak. That pool taught me a lot about people, relationships, (laughs) communication. Communication. I fell in love in that pool. You know, who, who feels more vulnerable and honest than someone who's got shrinkage (laughs) and they're just going like this. That's when you're at your most honest and vulnerable. So we ripped up the garden. Fuck that garden. We ripped out all of the fucking grapevines and all that shit. We got a pool. You had two fucking acres. Why didn't you just leave that shit and put the pool somewhere because else? Brewer, the, the if we would have kept the garden, then I would have had to garden. Oh, you fat fucker. Exactly. I didn't want to do anything. <laughs> now, now, looking back, looking back. I wanted to float. <laughs> looking back. I wish, man, I, I really, really wish I would have kept that garden and learned. How to fucking grow shit, how to take care Dude, of shit. Dude, if you learned how to grow grapevines, you could have made wine. You could have been a sommelier. I could have done a lot of stuff. I could have been you a sommelier right now. You had, you, had, you had the fucking world by the tail, I did, And I didn't even know it. All from your father's onshore accounts. That's right. You hey. know, my father gave me the gift that uh, keeps on giving, and that's addiction. But he also gave me a start <laughs> that I pissed away on a pool. Now, I, uh, and, uh. How old were you when she asked you this? Why the fuck did she not make that decision for you? I was 12. You were of sound mind. <laughs> All right, so we, we he's, did all He's this old enough to make his own decisions. <laughs> he's, he's a grown-up now. He can decide if he wants to get a pool. Well, uh, ma'am, ma'am, frankly, he's he's a little overweight. He likes pancakes for breakfast and lunch. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with a growing boy eating pancakes for breakfast and lunch. He needs the sugar. His he bones needs- need the sugar. It low sugar runs in our family. He needs some sugar. <laughs> we also bought a trampoline. Bro, you had some money left over? We had some money After left over. We had an extra That's 200 bucks. Because you went with above ground. Use it above ground pool. We'll have money for the trampoline. That's right. That, my little 12-year-old mind was hitting the books. I'm like, my. Did we... Faber and his abs like karate flip off the trampoline into the pool? No, but we used to jump off the garage roof and get on the trampoline. My mom hated that. Oh, dude, why didn't you try to put the pool on the other side and jump from the trampoline to the pool? You think You think we didn't try that? Did you popcorn each other into the pool? No, my mother caught my mother would not let the trampoline go anywhere near the pool. I was a miracle baby. I was kept inside a fucking bubble of safety. That's one why time, she bought you so many video game consoles yeah, alone. She was trying to keep you insulated. <laughs> one time, I, here's how uh, cautious my mother was. Here's how worrisome. When she and Wayne would leave, this is when I was in high school. Uh, I was not allowed to use the oven. I couldn't warm up a fucking pizza in the oven 
Dude, so much of your uh, like aversion to like food makes so much sense now. <laughs> oh, dude, my mom only cooked like five or six things. There's money. There's money for pizza. <laughs> and I bought some Doritos. <laughs> yes. Don't you touch that oven. Don't you touch that oven. There are six <laughs> different flavors of Doritos. What do you need the oven for? Doritos or you eat them straight out of the bag. They've already been warmed up and cooked for you, sweetheart. (laughs) What do you need them for? Somebody already cooked those Doritos. Somebody's already done the hard work of cooking those Doritos. They're perfectly fine. You don't touch that oven. (laughs) One time, uh, one time I thought I was going to make pudding. (laughs) <laughs> and I I didn't know this. I didn't know there was a difference between was like Was that make- your first foray into the kitchen? Yeah, you this were is like my first I, you attempt. know what you know what I think I could pull off? Pudding. <laughs> I didn't know there was a difference between pudding and instant pudding. <laughs> I made instant pudding on the stovetop. Okay. How'd and that it, go? Yeah, it got all fucking bubbly and hot and weird. And I put it in a pan, and then I immediately put it in the freezer. Now, I don't know if you know anything about physics or how hot and cold affect each other. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Right. This thing exploded in the freezer. And, okay. And uh, I, ha- I had to call my grandma. I, ha- I called my grandma. I didn't know what. I, I-, I- Grandma, there's. It looks like somebody had diarrhea in the freezer. I can't, I get my grandma. I, and I don't even know what happened. I certainly wasn't touching the stove. I wasn't. certainly wasn't near the oven. Uh, <laughs> grandma, the dog made pudding. So she comes over. I told and my grandma, mom that dog was a bad idea, but she insisted we get a dog. <laughs> mom is really irresponsible, grandma. You should get over here and do something about this. My grandmother, bless her heart, the, the fucking, she saved my ass so many times. She sat there. She took everything out of the freezer. She wiped everything down, cleaned the freezer out, fucking looks brand new, puts everything back the way it was, and then told me not to say shit to my mother and this never happened, then disappeared into the night like the fucking fixer. God damn, your grandma was like Darkwing Duck. We used to call my grandma 0070 because she knew every... (laughs) She'd be like, all right, you got up at four in the morning for some water, huh? And you're like, how did you know that? My grandma knew every move (laughs) you made in that fucking house, no matter what time of day or night it was. And she lived next door. She lived next door, yeah. Did you ever stay the night at grandma's house? I moved in there. That was the first time I moved out of my house. You moved out of your mom's and into your grandma's? Into the grandma's basement, and that uh, that began the party years for me. Oh my god! What what age? <laughs> was nineteen eighteen? Oh, so this was like after high school. You were like, "Mom, I'm moving out," <laughs> and you just walked yeah. across the fucking yard. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. My mom hated it. Hated it. Oh man! But Wayne, why'd you do that? Wayne to her? still worked at the factory, right? And so Wayne was still getting up at like four thirty-five in the morning, and you know we were all eighteen, and my house was like the fucking spot. So we'd all be partying until two or three in the morning, and there were many a times Wayne would fucking swing my bedroom door open and be like, "God damn it, I gotta be up at five in the morning." <laughs> and uh, I swear to God, Brewer, we would lay there 
not <laughs> as still as we could and act like we were sleeping, knowing good and goddamn well <laughs> we were just having like a fucking breakdance competition or something in my room. But as soon as that fucking bedroom door swung open, we were we were fucking dead asleep. You know he had to be so fucking mad. Oh, he, uh, dude, looking back, do we tortured him? Um, I made a promise to that woman that I wouldn't lay hands on this boy. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Dear Chuck Norris, give me the strength I need right now. Chuck Norris, I need your calm and astute <laughs> demeanor right now. Please just bestow it upon me, <laughs> Father God, Chuck Norris. <laughs> We were fucking terrible, terrible. Yo, this is funny. So we we used to go to teen night all the time down in Columbus, right? So we'd all pack up in a big car. Yeah, teen night in Columbus. Oh, at a club in Columbus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like just Columbus just had teen night. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, come on. Come one, come all from the surrounding counties. No. So we would go to the we go to there a couple nightclubs down there that have teen night and you know when you're young you you want to you dance can have and, sodas and, and dance. yeah grab some sodas and rub your dick on a stranger you know that was what you wanted to do at fucking did you 18, re- did you get to rub your dick on strangers looking like LL Cool J did that Bro, go over well can I tell you something <laughs> you can I used to dance like Usher okay no I'm, you didn't Bro. I would study Usher videos. I had every move. I could pop and lock it. I could fucking smoothly go across the floor. I had it all. You with your fucking Kangol hat? Bro, this was out of that phase. This when now we're talking about now we've now we've graduated from tank sauce. Now we're in the phase of my life I like to call the human hot sauce phase. So wait, you were tank sauce while you were LL Cool J dressing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, those were the same time. Those are the same time. Yeah, those are the same years. Oh shit! So you were like a fat LL Cool J. Oh yeah, I was. I had a bowl cut. I had blonde highlights in my. I think my homecoming photo that year, I was wearing. You were like a, you were like LB's Cool J. <laughs> I, I that homecoming picture has me wearing a a white Fubu sweater vest with a sweater royal blue, vest. Yes, royal blue Buck and sleeves and bl- no sleeves. Royal blue and black stripes on it with the Fubu emblem on it. Double pierced ears, blonde bowl cut hair, and um, some uh, Fubu dress pants with uh, some fucking fat ass Nikes on. Dude, did did you ever have a crisis crisis of conscience in which you thought, who is the us that these clothes are for and by, and am I that, bro? Did you ever stop and think about that for like? Did you ever for one moment be like, maybe this is not for me? No, of course not, because I was them. <laughs> I was us. You know what I mean? Like they. <laughs> Because I I didn't identify as me. I I identified as us. As LL Cool J. <laughs> I, thought, I thought these clothes were for us. I'm one of you guys. I'm one of you, dog. I'm Look, us. I, I see no difference between you and I. Exactly. 
I had I've a, had it. I've had it hard out here too. You I'm think gonna, it's easy having an above ground pool instead of an in ground pool? You gotta have a weird <laughs> deck built around it, or just a just a fucking just a one of those curvy ladders that goes <laughs> over the side. It's a it's a nightmare. I've had it hard. I'm gonna tell you something right now, and you can never hold it against me. I don't know if I can agree to these terms ever a, in perpetuity. I had a I had a great rap career going at the time. <laughs> as tank sauce, tell me you rapped as tank sauce. I, I rapped as MC Hot Sauce. <laughs> can I can I listen to it? I don't have any of them anymore. I guarantee Faber does. I probably, but here's what I do have. I have my my calling sign. Well, I know sign. who I'm texting later. My call my calling sign at the time was is the H O T T crooked letter A U C E. Holla when you see me. Oh, oh my God! Yeah, I just got weak in the knees. <laughs> a little so a little. I'm a little woozy after that. So, bro, man, I you know I was us. You were us. Yeah. So anyways, we would go to these nightclubs, right? And I would Just, dance like Usher. So you're beyond FUBU at this point. You're what are I'm you beyond wearing? FUBU. What are you wearing at nineteen, twenty years old? What are you wearing? This is at J this point? these are my J Crew years. Okay, right. The J Crew T shirt. Right. I had a J Crew credit card under Dr. Michael Malone. <laughs> Because at the time, when you sign up for credit cards, they ask you if, if you have any kind of abbreviations or anything. And I just selected doctor, thinking they would, you know, catch me on my bullshit. And nobody, it, it turns out, nobody checks into that. No one gives a shit. No. So I was 19 at a fucking J. Crew store, and they'd be like, here you go, Dr. Malone. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, good day. Did you, did you ever try to impress females? With your Dr. Malone. Of course I did. <laughs> That's a dumb fucking... Qu- of course. Every chance I had to show somebody that I was a fucking doctor, I took it. You ever heard of Doogie Hauser? No. From, uh, Doogie Hauser, I barely know her. Uh, I'm basically him, but cooler. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm basically Doogie Hauser, but with a basically. big dick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> They used to call me Big Dick Doogie. That was my. That's <laughs> yeah, Doctor Big Dick Doozy Doozy to you. So uh, here you go. Uh, that'll be seventy nine forty seven. Uh, Doctor Big Dick Doozy. Thank you uh, very much. <laughs> so, so you're we wearing really... J Crew. Honestly, I don't know what J Crew looks like. J. Crew is like it's just it's well it's changed now. It's well, all for well, most most things have now. Yeah, it's yeah. all for rich white people with boats, M- mainly boating attire. You see, you were closer to that than you are to 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 the Fubu. Yeah, those were your those were your uses. Those are my uses, but I didn't want to be a part of them. <laughs> They're the worst. They're the worst. They were holding us back. Anyway, why do, why do you think we had to name our clothing company this? Because <laughs> we weren't allowed to shop with them, and we weren't allowed to shop at J Crew. They wouldn't let us in there. I had to become a doctor before <laughs> I was able to shop with just them. To find my way in. 
It anyway. is a shame the way this society is set up. I'll it's tell you fucking, that much uh, right now. Racist. Right now. Anyways. Anyway, so we used to go to teen nights and I'd rub my dick on strangers dancing like Usher. And uh, we would and come, home, come and, home. You'd come home all amped up on what? Dr. Pepper and no-dos. <laughs> Did you ever take those like gas station speed? I would, uh, I would, I would go to buy a Dr. Pepper and be like, <laughs> from one doctor to another, huh? And I'd show my ID. I'd be like, can I pay with this? And they'd be like, this is a J. Crew credit card. Sir, this is a J. Crew card. We You're don't at a Swifty. We don't expect. We don't accept that at, 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 a, at a Swifty. Um, can I get my rewards points can on that, I get please? My uh, <laughs> I'm a doctor, but I'm not made of money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so we would come home late, two, three in the morning, right? Usually, did you ever did, did you ever do gas station drugs? No, you never did like the like you know the like stuff truck drivers take to stay awake and stuff. You never took that shit. No, I did that my senior year of high school quite a bit. I it was a fun. It was a it was Jesus Christ, just just like like buzzed out of your brain. I used to do I, a, at that point I had never done anything. I had never because I think you were the same way. Never had a drink. Never. Yeah, never had a drink. Never did drugs. And then I used to do uh, when I started headlining. I did uh, what I call a poor man's speedball. Uh, before the late shows, I would do a Red Bull and a Diet Coke. You cr- you wild man! I was wild. Yeah, those are my. <laughs> those, <laughs> those are, are my your party. Days. Those are your party days. So when you're going to the club to rub your dick on on strangers yeah. in your J crew, this is just you're dead ass sober Malone. Yeah, not I'm even, just, yeah, I'm not just running on, not on even boners. a poor, not even a poor man's speedball was in nah, those man. veins. Yeah, it just boners just, and diet coke, just testosterone and dreams. You know, That's, it was probably it was probably a regular coke at that time. You were drinking the regular cokes back then. You're yeah, on the regs. you're young, you know. You're on that reggie. I was on. <laughs> I was on the reg. So we were give me give me a hit of that rag. Give me that rag. So we we would come home and uh, and, and uh, my buddy uh, uh, Ricky, who we called Stick Money, Stick Money, Stick Money, <laughs> Stick Money. Why always, did Why did Stick Money uh, come about? His name. His name was Ricky Rick, and uh, he always had like his car. His he had like a, a what we thought was a nice car at the time, which was a, a Probe, a Ford Probe. And he had it lowered and the windows tinted and the lights underneath. And so, you know, stick money. Stick. So he was plainly a stick. Sounds like a stick money if I've ever heard So clearly he's got fucking tons of money. He's got a Ford Probe. (laughs) He's rich. Remind me to tell you about racing him one time. Anyways, so... Rick, stick money was would always pee by my grandma's bedroom window when we get back home because in the drive we pull in and he would like go off and he had to were any so of bad. your other friends drinking no 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 nobody did the early no drinking no thing not re- your, not at the clubs at house parties and stuff sure but not really that much really so yeah. you didn't hang out with the, the drinking kids no no okay interesting did yeah. you hang out with athletes primarily then yeah who were afraid of getting caught drinking early because they would be like not allowed to play football right yeah, that was my whole group of friends. Where yeah. None of us did anything because we were all we were all athletes and were afraid. And of every once in a while, sure, we'd have a house party or something like that. Where like, and our idea of a house party would be, you know, you, we you know, a lot of the kids lived on you know farms or they'd have a, uh-huh. a big forest or whatever. So you would literally right. march 
a mile out into the middle of the woods, have a bonfire, and get fucking right. shit-faced. Right. And then have to walk a mile through a cornfield to get back to your right. car or whatever. <laughs> yeah. To get back and drunkenly drive home. Yeah, but I, I never I never got – see, the thing was I didn't hang out with the, the kids that drank and partied, so I never got invited to that shit. Oh, yeah, I yeah. did. I did not go to one single party my entire high school career. Oh man, yeah, I, uh, yeah. I was, I was at all of them. I was uh, okay. So, okay, so my buddy Stick Money. <laughs> so stick Money. Let's not let's not lose sight of the prize here. My buddy Stick would always pee by my grandma's bedroom window because it was just yeah. convenient. It was right there, you know, whatever. <laughs> and it's three in the morning, whatever. And Rick didn't really have a lot of luck with the ladies. And, okay. uh, he didn't really have any girlfriends and he was, uh, he was despite a virgin for the having, longest time in our despite friend Despite having a probe. Right. <laughs> and so my grandma one night after months of him doing this, <laughs> three in the morning, my grandma whips open the window and she, and Rick's right there. And she's like, if I have to see this boy's penis one more time, I'm going to cut it off. And then slam the window shut. And for years we joked that my grandmother was the only person to see Stick Money's penis ever. see this boy's penis one more time. Like, if she just has to, dude, how in the fuck? You're not kidding. She was like 0070. Yeah. How was she always there? How did she know? She knew everything at all times. She knew when you were lying. I, my grandma was Santa Claus. She was always watching. She she knew when you were naughty. She knew when you were nice. She she had her list and she checked it. She checked it twice. twice. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So I watched Justice League, right? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you? But it obviously is a shitty movie. Yeah. Uh But here's what I, they touched a little bit on what I was going to say in our other episode in the Batman versus Superman episode. I had started to say what a great Superman movie would be is the, is uh, there have been some comic book novels of evil Superman, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because the thought has always been. You know, for Lex Luthor and other people who have been against Superman, they always go, well, man, what if he turns against us? Yeah, this is great now and he's on our team, but what Mm -hmm. happens if he's not on our fucking team? And Justice League did that for about three minutes in the middle (laughs) of the film, and it's the best three minutes of the entire fucking movie. Yeah. Superman saves that fucking movie, even though they've done such a shitty job with his independent films and and the storyline that it's been on, and I can't stand fucking Amy Adams as Lois Lane. She's absolutely the fucking worst. Um, (laughs) But uh, for those three wonderful minutes, you get evil Superman where he's disoriented, doesn't know who's who, and Justice League tries to fight him, and he's like, oh, Maybe you don't know who the fuck I am. <laughs> and even the best part of that whole fucking film, the whole fucking film, if you never watch this movie, only watch this part, fucking Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and uh, the fucking Jacks from Mortal Kombat, they fucking, <laughs> they, they, um, they attack him at the same time. 
and he's caught them all up, right? He's he kicked mm-hmm. fucking uh, the cyborg down. He's got Aquaman in one hand. He's got Wonder Woman in the other, and he's like he's fucking holding them back. And then the Flash, which side note is just a direct ripoff of Tom Holland's Spider Man. Like, they couldn't have made a more blueprint copy of, like, they're like, can we get Tom Holland to play the Flash? Like, no, he's already (laughs) Spider-Man. Cool. Can we get a guy that kind of looks like Justin Long to be exactly Tom Holland as (laughs) Spider-Man to play the Flash? And they're like, yeah, we'll cast that. No, he'll be fast. But other than that, it's (laughs) all the same. Yeah. Other than that, different outfit. Yeah. uh, the Flash is like, I got to do something. So he starts to run towards Superman, and it's beautiful. Fucking, you see time slow down for the Flash because he's so fast that everything obviously is in slow motion right. for him. Uh-huh. And he tries to creep up on Superman, and you see in slow motion, Superman's eyes move in normal speed, and they just watch <laughs> the Flash run up on him. And then yeah. in slow motion... He fuck Superman throws Aquaman and Wonder Woman away and turns and just beats the fuck out of the Flash like in <laughs> real time during the slow motion time for the Flash. And I yeah. was like, yes, fucking chef's kiss. That is exactly how that would fucking go down. You think you're going to get one up on, on soups? Think again, man. He has it all. He has it fucking all. I was I was cheering. I was in the I'm fucking clapping. That's fucking that's what you get. That's what I screamed at the TV. Uh, and then the movie's garbage. Uh But a great Superman story would be What if he wasn't on our team? What if Superman wasn't fighting for us? He was fighting against us. Malone, as far as I'm concerned, Superman's not on my team. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I have no time for the character. I really don't. (sighs) Why, Why do you hate, is it because he's so perfect? Yeah. Where's the sacrifice? Where's the sacrifice? His parents are dead. His his planet's been blown up. He's all alone. Right. An orphan raised by two humans on a planet he's never been to. Learning. And he he doesn't have to do that. Exactly. He doesn't have to, but he does. Why? Empathy, my man. He's learned empathy from the humans. He's an alien. (laughs) He learned empathy from humans? That's the worst place to learn empathy. Can I just say, too, that they buried fucking <laughs> Superman in a normal-ass box as Clark Kent in a fucking normal graveyard? Like, is that what we're doing to the guy who protect us for years? I was, to- I was always under the, imperson- or the impression that they kind of, uh, Batman fucking jangled it around so that nobody knew that, like, Superman disappeared. Like Superman was disintegrated in the in the fucking doomsday explosion, uh, and that Clark somebody found Clark Kent and buried Clark Kent. See, I didn't watch because he had because he has that big uh, in Justice League. He has that big uh, uh, statue, statue, and I always got that was like that was like his monument. But like I I was under the impression that Batman had convinced them he just like disintegrated in oh, the okay. explosion. Well, that's different. See, I didn't watch. 
It's a, it's not ever. I don't think they ever say that. I yeah. just, that's, I just assumed that's what was going on. Yeah. But, uh, but, uh, yeah, it's a bad movie. I was just disappointed that you didn't wait for the possibility that maybe a less bad movie. I watched The Killing Joke, the animated one, again the it's other so day, good. and it's so fucking good. It's so fucking good. That's the thing that it's makes so me so good. angry. There are so many great Batman films out there. The animated ones are great. The animated ones are so good. The The WB series was awesome. Fantastic. Why won't they do that for Superman? <laughs> You know why they can't? Uh, because Marvel absolutely started kicking their ass with the connected universe thing. Yeah. And the problem is when you start when you graduate from a comic book scenario into like a movie scenario and you're like and people have now realized how big the earth is and how big the earth isn't and every and the internet has everyone all connected all the time. There's no fucking way that Superman can exist at one place on the earth. And then also like fucking Batman is doing his thing in Gotham city. Like that's just not fucking it. Yeah. It can't, it can't happen. And so they have to go and try to do the like connected universe because Marvel's kicking their ass. But I don't think a connected universe really fucking works. Can I? No, I don't think it works. If you either. still want to, when Superman is involved, because he's such a fucking perfect character, I don't think you can. You know what I? What think? he's what he's like fifty miles away, and there's a problem Batman's struggling with, and Superman just is like zip over there and fix it, and zip right back. Like like what the fuck? Like I how agree. Does he exist? The, I think the Marvel universe should be connected. I agree. I like the Avengers working together and all this. I like that. However, I do not think the DC world should be connected. I think they should all be Me doing either. separate shit. And they all should be doing separate stories. We do not need the Justice League. I agree. And secondly, I think the bigger the bigger issue here is Superman is McDonald's and Batman is Taco Bell. And what I mean by this is Superman is such a... Uh, a shiny franchise that they could do no wrong that, you know what I mean? Like over a billion served or whatever the fuck, yeah, you know what uh, I mean? Like yeah, 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 Superman yeah. is this, I, you know, this, this picture perfect place mm-hmm. and it's hard to do a bad story about McDonald's because everybody fucking loves McDonald's. However, Taco Bell can can do cool shit like oh we got the late night menu for stoners and we can do this and that <laughs> because they're fucking Taco Bell and people are like fuck I fuck with Taco Bell yeah and that's the way I feel about Batman they can do these dark stories and do these borderline you know like the the Christopher Nolan shit and all that stuff because yeah. you're like oh I'll fuck with Taco Bell but you yeah. can't do that with McDonald's franchise. McDonald's can't be like, here's the fucking stoner burger. You can only get it three in the They would, people would riot. You can't, it's a family restaurant. Superman is a family establishment. And I, I would love, love for somebody, somebody to fucking do something. Co- I think McDonald's could be, it will never be Taco Bell. But it could be at least a Wendy's. You know what I mean? Like, Wendy's is jabbing at people on Twitter and, like, doing different things. Like, they're, you know, they're doing some shit. Like, I think McDonald's could be a Wendy's. They started, they started, a, they started a breakfast, and they put fucking mayonnaise on their breakfast sandwiches, and I don't like it. Well, no shit. 
<laughs> Mayonnaise doesn't belong <laughs> on your breakfast. How it fat do we need to it? be in America? How fat? What's the what? How how big do they want us? That's a bigger. That's a larger conversation we should have at some point. <laughs> this, this is my thing to share. All right, let's week. do it. Let's do it. Uh, last week, Dave Chappelle put out. Uh, I I don't even know what it. It's not a special. It's just a thing, a project. Um, I keep seeing articles that are calling it a special and I'm like, it's just like a 15 minute conversation he has with an audience. Yeah. He's doing something really, well, of course he's always groundbreaking, but even now in the way he's releasing things, there's ground. He put out a a 15 minute special on YouTube and it was only Mm -hmm. on YouTube. Yeah. Um, and that was a couple months ago or March. I'm sorry, and back in July with the George Floyd uh, protests mm-hmm. and riots and what yep. happening there, yeah, he spoke on that. And it was incredibly moving and so powerful. If you've not seen that, check that out. For sure. Um, but here recently, he just put something on his Instagram TV. It's not on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's not on fucking his website. Nowhere. It's not on Twitter. It's just on his Instagram TV. Mm-hmm. For a guy who barely, he has like eight posts. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, uh, you know, a 15 or 20 minute story. I mean, it's a set and he's not just like at his fucking house. He, you know, is in front of a crowd, he's on stage and it's a three camera shoot and all that stuff. So it's like set up like a special. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's just fucking heartbreaking and powerful and inspiring, uh, a story about, you know, the, the real behind the scenes story between him and the Chappelle show and, and that mm-hmm. relationship with comedy central and, uh, how he feel he, that he was wronged and how they how the industry in general takes advantage of of young artists which i can attest to like i've had those situations i've been in those fucking meeting rooms i've left meetings with contracts that i didn't understand that i was you know uh, stuck asking friends of a friend to have a lawyer look at or, or is there anybody that can see this or you, you know i i've i've been there man they they prey on us um because right. when you're young you just, you just want to work. Um, right. I, I had a really bad thing happen with me and my my first my first studio album that went out, um, or my my second studio album that went out. I had met with this label. They wined and dined me. They they had every. I mean, their intentions were good. I think, you know, they yeah. they showed me a catalog of everybody they've worked for before, and this goes all the way back to to Richard Pryor and and Foxworthy and Seinfeld. Yeah. I mean, you name it, Carlin, Regan, like they had everybody in their fucking catalog. But what right. I didn't notice at the time, now looking back, I see this, but at the time I didn't notice that they only had one album from everybody. You know, right. these are people that did multiple one, you know, Carlin yeah. had fucking 15, 20 specials or whatever the yeah. fuck. Yeah. But they, they all had, he had, he had one from everybody and he was usually their yeah. first one. And I didn't know uh-huh. if that was a popularity thing or what, whatever. Right. But right. now I know it's because it wasn't a good deal. And um, right. I was promised things that didn't happen. I had to cut my own album uh, eight separate times by myself before it was uh, okayed by the label and all the stuff. Like the way they first sent it to me, for example, the way they first sent it to me, they were literally cutting jokes in half. So it would lead up to like you'd have like a minute and a half long of of a joke and then right before the punchline would hit, it, it would just cut off. And then the next track would start on the punchline. <laughs> and 
I, I was like, you know, this is a, you know, an act is something that you build over the years to be a certain way and you, you put things right. in, in a certain timeline and, and motion, you know, you, right. And, uh-huh. and I was like, well, why the fuck are we doing this? And their answer was, oh, that way people that listen to it, uh, you know, on iTunes or whatever, well, they'll buy the, they'll have to buy the next track. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but the next track is, you know, like track seven starts with, and then I put it in her ass. And you're like, well, what the fuck is that about? So, oh, to be fair, though, that's my favorite bit of yours. <laughs> so I had, a, I had a lot of problems with with that and, and the exposure that they I was supposed to get from it. All these things that I traded, right, yeah. that I, I traded my level of, of exposure and all that stuff for, for money and and, 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 you know, the all, all that good stuff that you get in a contract. And I, I was young and I didn't know. And it was my first time signing something like this. And again, mm-hmm. I was hungry for it. I was desperate. I thought yeah. this was going to lead to something greater than. And that's exactly what Chappelle talks about is how they take advantage of young artists. Not, I mean, just the industry in general out here. You mm-hmm. get a contract that is so overwhelming that you're just like, yeah, I'll do it. Uh, yeah. I just want to be, I just want to work. And right. um, and he said something that, that really stuck with me. He said, uh, he said, during the Me Too movement, People were mad at how the monster fucked. He goes, I'm mad at how the monster eats, but it's the same yeah. monster. And yeah. I thought that was so fucking powerful and mm-hmm. uh, and so true. And uh, and it's, it's on his Instagram TV. It's about 20 minutes long. It's well worth it. If you haven't seen it already, I highly suggest you, you, you watch it. And if you've already seen it, watch it again. It's really, really yeah. strong. Yeah, it's great. It's really great. Um, my thing to share this week uh, is just open mic eagle in general. Um, open mic eagle, I don't know. He came into my life, uh, I think, early this summer. I was on some kind of a Spotify uh, playlist, and some open mic eagle tracks started popping up on some of those playlists. And, uh, I was like this, I always listen to hip hop as, um, a perspective shift, right? right? It's always a perspective shift because it's, it, it, hip hop tends to come from, uh, from areas that are not familiar to me. Right. Right. I've never, you <laughs> yeah, know, you're I've, them I'm, and I'm us. So I, I, I try to, to it. <laughs> you understand. Yeah, I get it. You get where I'm coming from, but you know, like I'm from out in the country where cornfields are. <laughs> And uh, that's not a, generally a breeding ground for, for really great uh, hip-hop. Right. Um, although I'm not saying there's not good Indiana hip-hop. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, I, 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 I'm sure there certainly is somewhere. Wasn't Nappy um, Roots? Oh, they're from Louisville. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Did you ever there's fuck so, with Nappy Roots? No. Wasn't right. my thing. Continue. <laughs> wasn't my thing. So I always listen to hip hop for 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 a, a shift in perspective and it's going to naturally be that. But it's often um also like a paradigm shift. 
Like when I, you know how big I am into Kendrick Lamar. Like when I'm listening to Kendrick Lamar, not only is it a different perspective, but it also shifts my paradigm. It opens me up to a world. Jay Z did this when when uh, you know uh, in WA did this. Like there's this giant paradigm shift where you're like, holy shit! Not only are you looking at the same thing from a different perspective. You're looking at a whole different thing than me, like right? you know, yeah. like uh, the, you know, there are things affecting you that aren't affecting me. So it's not like my perspective is just wrong; like my whole paradigm is wrong, right? And open mic eagle feels like hip hop that is a perspective change, uh, but it's not a paradigm shift. Like he is, he is kind of like a a, a nerdy loner. Uh, who can be um, outgoing, but also kind of likes to be alone He's and is Cuddy, also yeah. suffers from anxiety and also suffers. So it's like a, it's a shift, it's a shift in perspective for me, but it's kind of the same paradigm I'm looking at <laughs> on a lot of things. Like, yeah. I'm like, Oh, it, it's not so jarring. Like I'm not having to go, okay, c- today, not only am I going to listen to songs, but I'm going to learn about Compton. Right. Right. Which is something that I have no conceptualization of. Um, Whereas Open Mike Eagle, it's like he's rapping about things that are very familiar to me, but he's still doing it from an altered perspective. And I just think it's great. And just like, you know, how Spotify does the this is whoever it is. And it just is all their songs. Just listen to the this is Open Mike Eagle playlist. It's just incredible. And it's that's uh, my recommendation for the for the week. I love open Mike Eagle and I've tried to fuck with him more. I, I, I would admit I don't listen to him as often as I, he's not, uh, when he does come on my Spotify, I like him and I have seeked him mm. out before, but he's not yeah. somebody that's in my, you know, my go-to uh, right. grab. That's like, Oh, I'm going to put on open Mike Eagle. And I yeah. need to do that more. Cause I always enjoy it. He's uh his he just brought out a record um yeah a month or so ago um and it's uh it's, it's really great. great all right man all right dude good talk love you buddy <laughs> love you buddy I'll talk to you soon <laughs> it's, see ya. Hey, it's Malone, and I just wanted to thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, you can follow along with us on Twitter at SpeakerphonePod. That's at SpeakerphonePod. We'll be posting clips, updates, sharing news stories that we're talking about all right there. Uh, and if you're looking for more podcasts to check out, check out CultureCast Radio. It's right here on the 4D Podcast Network. You'll love it. I love it. Everybody loves it. Check it out. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week.